Good morning, this is Thursday, June 5th, 2014, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on today's front page. Behind release, urgency, and opportunity. Obama seeking unity on Russia meets obstacles, and Taliban deftly offer message in video of soldier. In today's national headlines, Democrats see a break in a gain for the Tea Party, the NRA backs away from criticism of gun advocates, and cities court fight on soda, also a test of agency's power. We'll hear the latest from Albany, New York. In today's business headlines, Sprint and T-Mobile zeroing in on a merger. British bank regulators pine to win a big case, and data readings show economy regaining momentum. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, too. A roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist Gail Collins. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Washington, titled Behind Release, Urgency, and Opportunity. Weeks before a Black Hawk helicopter lifted off in eastern Afghanistan, carrying with it an American soldier who'd spent five years in the hands of the Taliban, American officials grew increasingly worried that Sergeant Bo Bergdahl might not survive long enough to gain his freedom. A video produced by his captors months earlier had shown him weak and dazed, and there was a growing fear that the Taliban were beginning to rethink the value of continuing to hold an American prisoner. Officials from Qatar were issuing warnings that Bergdahl's days could be numbered, setting in motion secret discussions about how to choreograph a battlefield exchange of prisoners. Issues that had bitterly divided the Obama administration about the wisdom of the prisoner swap and the risks of releasing a group of aging Taliban commanders from Guantanamo Bay were swept aside in the rush to secure Bergdahl's release. At the same time, much of the fate of the administration's strategy was now in the hands of Qatar, the tiny wealthy emirate, President Obama spoke by telephone with the Emir of Qatar to finalize the terms of the deal. But the end game, described in interviews with more than a dozen American and foreign officials, has also come under fierce attack from members of Congress, angry they weren't consulted about the prisoner swap and critical of the decision to trade five Taliban commanders for an American soldier they have labeled a deserter. On Wednesday evening, as they emerged from a briefing with administration officials in the Capitol, both Republican and Democratic senators said they were not convinced that Bergdahl's life was in immediate danger. And angry lawmakers insisted that the exchange of the Taliban prisoners for Bergdahl puts American lives at risk. By midday, the United States and Qatar had signed a secret memorandum, with Qatar agreeing to impose a number of security provisions for the five Taliban detainees. The memorandum called for a minimum one-year travel ban on the Afghans. Other details have been kept secret. Even after the agreement was in place, the Obama administration chose to keep Congress in the dark about the secret negotiations. We didn't have 30 days, Dennis McDonough, the White House Chief of Staff, said on Monday, stepping around the question of whether they could have notified some in Congress two or three weeks ago. On May 23rd, amidst the growing fears that Bergdahl's life might be in jeopardy, a small team from the State Department, Pentagon, and White House flew to Qatar. With Qatari officials passing messages back and forth, the broad terms of an agreement were reached. 
a Taliban delegation would bring Bergdahl just across the border into Afghanistan, where he would be turned over to American Special Operations troops. The final piece of the accord fell into place on May 27th, when Obama spoke by phone to the Emir of Qatar and received his personal assurances that the Taliban detainees would be closely watched when they arrived in Qatar.